This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Huracan 2017. Crush your enemies, drive them before you, and hear the lamentations of their women. Delve into the many aspects of the Dark Ages at Huracan 2017 from September 28th through October 1st and experience the best historical miniature gaming convention in Florida. Hosted by the Historical Miniatures Gaming Society South Chapter, Huracan offers both the novice and the veteran hobby gamer a fantastic weekend of tabletop excitement and camaraderie. There will be over 100 different game events across nine scheduled sessions, and these activities will include war games, role-playing games, and board games across a wide range of time periods, genres, and rule systems. In addition to the games, there will be merchant vendors selling game product and fast and furious flea market loaded with hidden treasures and fantastic deals. And there will also be some of the most talented and friendly gamers with whom you ever could hope to share a game table. Huracan 2017 will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resort and Conference Center in Kissimmee, Florida, just off of U.S. Highway 192. Special convention rate hotel rooms are $82 per night, plus tax, with no additional resort fees. Convention pre-registration admission price is $25 for HMGS South members or $40 for non-members. For more information, visit hmgs-south.com and follow the links to Huracan 2017. The Dark Ages don't miss out. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the back. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I have my main man, my partner in crime, my co-captain on this wild ride, I have my good buddy Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. We are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And uh, we love to have special guests with us on the Happy Hour with we Johnny and Deuce. We do, and now we're way past 300, so yay us. Yay! So, so again, thanks for everyone yeah. keeping strong after 300. Uh, we didn't know we'd get there, so yeah. big shout-out to all our uh, fans and friends and everybody supporting us over the last three years. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without you because uh, we, we already would talk anyways, but you guys yep. actually want to listen. So, hey, it's 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 fun. So uh, definitely uh, check us out on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play Music, you know, all the major places you get it. We're still working on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Oh, speaking of the iTunes, that yeah. thing I found this weekend, guys, when you search us on iTunes, you happy gotta hour put, podcast. You got to put Happy Hour Podcast in there because a buddy of mine was trying to put Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce, and he was getting like nothing. Yeah, and then he was, put in Happy Hour Podcast, and we were like the fourth one that came right, up. Right, because the thing is, I guess it was for analytics for iTunes. They don't want you to have like a super long name under the whatever. It's I don't know. 
Anyway, it's just happy hour podcast. It's fine. We'll put. And we're still five star rated. So yay! Yay. Five star. All the three of you that five star us. Thank (laughs) you. I'll Uh, take it. Hey, we'll take it. Uh, Anyways, uh, thank you so much for all the support all these the last three years, and uh, we're still going strong and having a great time and having. I mean, hell, we had Al Snow on for our 300. That was yeah, that, that was, was the coolest dope. thing ever. Yeah. Uh, what is Duke Nukem, yeah. Duke Nukem, I mean, all kinds of people. So, anyways, we love podcasting. We love talking to people, but we got a cool cat that loves to do the same thing. Yeah. And his name is Michael. And uh, welcome to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So Let's Mike, get happy. Let's get happy. Well, Johnny's on his first beer, so he's getting there. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, I drink only once a week when we do the podcast, but uh, unless there's a party or something going on. But uh, but anyways, you're a fellow podcaster in your own right, so uh, give us a little uh, background of you, you have a few things you do on your podcast. Uh, yeah, so my show is called the Jack of All Nerd Show, and it is uh, it's a live streaming show uh, once a week, uh, Sunday nights from eight to ten p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, and that gets turned into a podcast after the fact. And on there, we just uh, talk all kinds of nerd stuff movies comics cartoons video games cosplay uh we'd like to just like you guys have a lot of special guests on and and talk about their stuff and their crafts um and then we do a few other shows as well some non-nerd related podcasts um movie reviews that kind of thing and you guys have like a website or a Facebook page people can go to? Uh, we do, yeah. It's uh, jackofallnerdsshow.com, and that has links to all of our social media. Uh, most of it's all like at Jack of All Nerds Show uh, or at Jack of All Nerds. Tried to keep it simple. So definitely, and we'll put in a link description and the uh, the link in the description of this episode so people can go and check out your stuff. And yeah, and later tonight, what you can do is you can email me and just give me a couple pictures for your cover photo or logo and, and or whatever logo, you whatever you want to use, and then put all your links, and then all of our fans can see down at the bottom of the episode all of them, and they can just click them. So it makes it super easy for them to get to you. Absolutely, awesome. So how did uh, that common question I'm going to ask you? Uh, how did you get started with podcasting? I, uh, well, as a, as a small boy, uh, who had no friends, I used to like to pretend to be a disc jockey. I would take my mom's cassette tapes and record over them. Uh, I, I got in a lot of trouble for recording over a Steely Dan tape and I would do, uh, just little fake radio shows with me and my sister. And it was something that I loved and I always wanted to kind of be a disc jockey. And, uh, I, I didn't go that route in life, but I did reach a certain point where podcasts had become this big thing and uh, me and a buddy of mine, I was just like, hey man, you want to, I don't know, talk about nerd shit together? We do it anyway. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we did. That's awesome. So for those at home, uh, you're hailing from California. That is correct. Yeah, Southern California. Awesome. Uh, so California, I, obviously it's the home the 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 uh, what do I call it? the nerd uh, nerddom, if you will. It's all the way over there. You got San Diego Comic Con and a bunch of other comics uh, Comic Cons and shows and conventions there as well. So you've got like the nerd mecca, if you will, is over there. So uh, <laughs> have you been to any of these uh, events? I have been to a number number of Comic Cons. I have not been to San Diego Comic Con because full disclosure, I hate people. And gotcha. that's the way. It's way too many people. It's Amen, a brother. It is, it I'm is, right there it with you. It is a sea of people. It really is, from what I hear. I've never been either, and it's it's just if you have just a one percent of claustrophobia, you're gonna feel it. So it's yeah. not for everyone. Yeah. And you wait in long lines. You're 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 already sweating. I guess, some some friends have told me that you're already sweating. You, you know, and all that. You have to stay hydrated all the time. You can get dizzy. There's a, I mean, there's some cool things going on there, but you can easily just watch it on YouTube when they pop it on YouTube. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the big stuff's definitely going to be leaked after the fact. Absolutely. Um, one year I was in the neighborhood. I was like a block away from where Comic-Con was being held uh, to attend a uh, Nerdist podcast live. And you could, yeah, just the, the streets were just an ocean of people. It was disturbing, to say the least. Well, let me ask you about that real quick since you brought it up because – we're both huge fans of Chris Hardwick, and I definitely would say he's probably in our top five of guys that kind of got us to doing what we're doing. How was that to like see him do the Nerdist podcast live? Uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, he started out doing a little bit of stand-up comedy, and then uh, his guest was Matt Smith from Doctor Who. So oh, wow. that was that was a treat. 
uh, and they did a lot of audience interaction and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I bet it's something cool too, because uh, uh, at the time, were you podcasting when you when you went to? It? Uh, I was. Yeah, we had just started the previous year, and then uh, that's kind of what led my my girlfriend bought me the tickets for like a birthday gift because uh, I had started the podcasting thing, and she was like, "I think you'll like this," and I did. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I bet you picked up some cool stuff because you know it's different doing a live event than doing you know uh, an event that you have taped or whatever. Because a live event, anything can go, anything can happen, you know, good or bad, and uh, you kind of and you get the audience reactions and all that. So it's a little bit different. Uh, but for us, like Deuce and I, we'll go do conventions, kind of like we'll be like brand ambassadors for the convention, like the ones here in Florida, and. You know, it's fun. We'll, we'll talk to guests. We'll, we, we'll kind of like maybe be like the hype guys. Like, hey, check out this guy coming at this event at this time or whatever. And so and like, we'll live podcast for the event. Right. And we'll like MC for the event because I know for me personally, I can't speak for you. I've definitely kind of taken a step back in the cons I go to. So now it seems like the only cons I go to are the cons that I'm working. Right. And because it's a lot of work. It is a lot yeah. of work. And for me personally, I'm just like. You know, if if they're inviting us out and if they're having us out and doing all the stuff that they do for us um, and are sponsors of ours and everything, like, I go out. But, like, we've got Megacon here in town, which is, like, the fifth largest, I think, in the United States. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't been to that since the King of the Nerds guys came. I haven't came, been in a hot minute yeah, either. And so. stayed at my place and went with us yeah. to, uh, to it. Um, and, and it's no offense to Megacon. It's just gotten so big, and, and I'm kind of like you, brother. I'm not a huge, huge fan of big crowds of people. Like, that kind of wigs me out a little bit. So I, I, I'm not super down with that. So, I like, I get it. But I would think seeing Chris Hardwick live doing the Nerdist would be really, really cool because for a while there on BBC he had his own Nerdist show, and now he's got the talking with Chris Hardwick on AMC, which is good. I think it's good just because he doesn't have his other nerdist podcast people with him. It's right. just him, and he's my favorite of the three. So it's yeah. like I'd rather just see him. Like anything that gets uh, Jonah Hill – or not Jonah, which is the real skinny one that's on MST3K now. Um, oh, uh, Jonah Ray? Yeah, Jonah Ray. Ray. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anything that gets him as far away from me as possible is a good thing. So, <laughs> like I- – I will say that I I love MST3K and I've refused to watch the new sh- series because I can't stand him. Ditto. Like all the whole like I love Patton Oswald. I love oh goodness the the redhead girl that's on it that's been in like everything. Who was Felicia in the Day. Guild. Felicia, Felicia Day. Day. Like I love her. Like the yeah, whole she's cast really funny. is awesome. Yeah. But as soon as they cast him, I'm like I'm out. Like <laughs> I wish they had gotten the other guy, the the kind of heavy set guy that's on the show with him. Because he's really funny, and they could have gotten him for cheap, and I think he would have done a lot better job. Yeah, it's true. yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. So, have you uh, done any live events with your podcast, or is that something you're interested in? We have done a, a number of live events. Uh, there was a, kind of a midnight movie screening series in Hollywood uh, by a company called Nerds Like Us, and they like to do like '80s and '90s films. And we were podcasting basically outside on an L.A. street corner for them. Like their lines are outside. So we would kind of be outside with the crowd and uh, doing stuff with them. And then one of our sponsors is a comic book store and they do private movie screenings for all of the like new comic book movie releases. And so we do live events for them. Um, full disclosure, we are terrible live. Uh, no, uh, we, we used to be terrible live when we first started doing the, the live stuff. There was, we get so in our head about it. Like, Oh, we, we gotta be funny. We gotta just we, we gotta do this and we have to do this. And then, I don't know, it seems to be like forced. And then recently I was like, Hey, why don't we just do what we do on the air, but like in front of these people. And ever since we started doing that, it's worked out very well. Well, I, and I will, I will say this just being a fellow podcaster, like when we originally did the live gigs, we were trying to play to the crowd. And I was, and the first few times we did it, when you listen back to it, it's like, okay, you're playing to this crowd of people, 
But the people at home that are now listening to this, the podcast aren't there, so they don't know what the guy in the front row is doing because it's audio, not visual. And so, like, I really kind of had to walk us back on that one of, like, no, we need to get back to our roots and just do the podcast like we normally do the podcast. And people will enjoy it just as much. And they have. Like, the outreach has been really big, the outpouring, like, people that right. want us to come and do conventions and do, like, happy hour after dark and things like that has gotten better uh, but I think it's because we walked it back and we said, look, we we need to do what we're good at and not try and do something we're not good at. Do, if that makes do any what, sense. what brought us to the dance. Yeah, yeah. do what brought us to the dance. Yeah. Don't just try and change things up because you're at a different venue. So I think you're, you have a really good point, uh, Michael. I think it's, you know, when you try to be something else, you know, have ex- expectations that you're not used to or not, you know, not sure what's going to happen. I do feel like you kind of, I agree with you, you kind of get in your own head and you kind of, you know, you're forcing things, like you said. You you, you kind of doubt what you're going to say. Oh, is this going to hit well with the crowd, or is this going to be a great topic? And I, I do I do think that's a great pro tip for those out there that are wanting to podcast or wanting to do radio or something like that. To uh, you know, be yourself, be natural. You know, it sounds simple, but it really is tough when when you're live and you're like the spotlight's on you, so to speak. And you know, you're you, they, the record button's recording. You know, so. Yeah, there's a big gear shift when an audience is sitting right in front of you. When you're even knowing that we're live on the radio, it's different. You know, there's there's nobody there. And sure, they can call in or interact in that way, but it's still not the same. But the moment you have that audience in front of you, suddenly you're like, oh, oh, my goodness. And and it does change things. But, yeah, we've I'd say the last four or five shows we've done, we've just been like, all right, we're just going to do what we do. We're on the, the radio and it's it's worked way better. Well, I'll give you an example. We, uh, we, when we first did a couple of live shows, we, we didn't really, like, we did Emerald City Comics, right, over yeah. here in, uh, where, where's that city? Uh, that's over in Tampa. Tampa, right, over in Tampa. And it was, like, one of our first, one of our first, maybe. It's yeah, I top. think we did Sci-Fi Barto before that. Well, we, we, we were just kind of like, all right, uh, crowd was watching us as they are getting in line. It was free comic book day. So they were just kind of walking around, and we were talking, and then we'd interact with people. Uh, it was okay, but what I realized later on was, not everyone's going to get to hear it. Not everyone's going to get to understand what's happening. And nor walking. does everyone care because right. it was free comic book day, and some of them are just there for the free comics. It's like that old lady that tried to take my mic because she thought we were just goofing, and she <laughs> yeah. was, she didn't think we were on the air, and she literally like grabs the mic out of my hand and starts talking, and I'm like pointing vigorously at the red record button, and then she looks down and reads, and she's like, oh, my God, you're live. And I'm like, yeah, yep. kind of live right now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, and like almost like, throws the microphone back yeah, at me she'd like, like it was a snake or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, you know, so it was one of those learning curve things because the other thing was, too, is during that particular event, like we were trying to interact with the line and the crowd and like talk to people and stuff. And then I was like, well, if we're talking about this guy's amazing cosplay and we don't have a picture of it, like on the cover of the episode, nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. And it was one mm-hmm. of those like learning curves. And right. the great thing about not doing doing things that are taped is you have the benefit of the edit because you know we can be like oh that was really really great that segment was awesome and we're like oh yeah the 10 minutes we talked to this random guy that would not shut up we can edit out because (laughs) this guy is like drunk and rambling yeah and also we to to juxtapose that to a better event we we did like a zombie convention over here uh lakeland zombie fest and we actually decided to do a panel, like our, but we did it where it was like a show, like our own show. So it was pretty much us talking. The, the topic was zombie, zombies and video games, right? Like different, sh- different games that came out yeah. uh, that had zombies in it. And so we had a crowd there, but we were just kind of just talking to each other about. And we didn't even tape it. Like basically yeah. it was just like our own little panel, and it right. worked out good. But on the flip side of the coin, I was like, man, if we had taped this, it probably would have been good. Right. And then also I was like, well, next year we'll do it differently. And that's the other thing. Like, so far in Aquanwood, there's not been one con that we've been invited to that didn't want us back and to do even more. So I I learned from that event because every event you go to, you learn something. I'm of the firm opinion. If you don't go and do something and learn something, then – you might as well just hang it up. Like, if you're not still learning, you're not, you know. Well, it's not even it's still not learning. Still it's learning. wanting to learn, right? Because I don't think no matter what craft you're in, cosplay, comic writer, novel, if you're writing novels, if you're a stage artist, whatever, you you should always want to learn. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like those that always want to grasp that succeed far in life, no matter what you do. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm self-taught with the podcasting, but I continue to try to learn new things to make the show better, you know, always. Well, it helps that you have a, a good sounding voice because uh, I've, I've listened to some podcasts where you're just like, and you're like, what was that? I have no idea what they just said. And the other person's really, you can hear them really clearly. The other person's like, and you're like, what? You know, so my question to you uh, is, who handles like the editing and all that stuff? Is that something you handle or is your partner do that? <laughs> uh, I, I handle everything. My, my co-host just shows up and tells jokes uh, is pretty much what happens there. So I do, I do all the editing. Uh, if we do any video content, I do the editing there. I post everything. Um, just recently, my co-host wanted to start doing a, his own podcast with another of our contributors and I had to basically teach them both how to podcast, which is a weird thing to say because they've been doing the show with me for four years. And so having to like walk them through it like it was the first time and actually sit sit with them their first episode and then have help them re-record their first episode a few days later when I found out they screwed it up. Uh, it was it was a very interesting experience. So. Well, it, I think it's funny because like there's always that adage like everyone has a podcast, but not really because it, I want to I want to know from your point of view because Deuce and I were talking about something very similar about our one of our friends was asking us hey I want to start a podcast and you know especially if you've been podcasting for a hot minute you you already have your your routine down and you know when you're going to do it what time etc and you have a formula down but when you're someone starting out brand new they what you do might not necessarily work for them and vice versa mm -hmm. so it's it's one of those things where a you got to think about equipment what are you going to record off your computer you're going to have like a some sort of uh you know multi-track recorder you're going to record onto and then edit it later what's your editing how are you going to edit if you're going to edit at all uh are you going to have a, if you're going to have a theme song are you going to have any sort of breaks you're going to have any music or anything like that uh so there's all these variables obviously it, it's a learning experience trial and error you, you grow on with it but uh, talk, having your you know uh, uh, broadcast partner have it trying to do something else you know it's it, what he's probably doing is something totally different than what you guys are doing I don't know I haven't heard it mm -hmm. but it's it is difficult to try to tell someone because everyone thinks it's so easy because Deuce and I have come across that before we're like oh podcast podcast and then they and, and the thing I read a statistic online I believe it after fi episode fifteen seventy percent of people drop off they're they're like oh my gosh this is a you have to be committed right there's a commitment there oh like, yeah you really want to do it so um how do you record how do you what's your process like when you're doing a show well the so the live show is actually recorded by the studio that puts it out uh, chaotic radio and then i just get the files after the fact and i edit them using audacity um the other shows that we do since those aren't recorded at the studio um, I have a mixer and microphones and stuff like that, and I record through my laptop for certain events that we do. Um, but I also have a Zoom. I'm not sure if you guys are oh, familiar I with know. that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that little device, my I mean, it's expensive, but it is the greatest thing in the universe. Uh, I take that thing with me all the time, and uh, we record through that uh, for, let's say, Three out of our four shows, we, we use that device. And then, uh, I, again, I edit everything in Audacity after the fact. Now, let me ask you real quick, just because you hit something I don't know. Now, what is a Zoom? So a Zoom is, uh, and I don't know the technical terms for it, but it's basically a little handheld recording studio that has four XLR spots on it so that you can hook up uh, up to four microphones. And each microphone has its own individual track. Uh, it can record up to so many hours depending on the memory stick that you put inside uh, and it has a bunch of different you know almost like a like a tiny mixer is basically what it is but do you have to like plug it is there a power plug that you got to plug into the wall or has it got a portable no, battery pack it's, uh, it's, it's battery operated it takes oh four that's bad at we might need to look into A's. that because, yeah they're really cool they're yeah. they're you could take them on the road they're they're portable uh and you plug everything in uh and uh yeah so it's I mean, it's really, especially if you're going to be doing a live event or go to your, your Denny's because you have a, a podcast you do at Denny's. Yep. Yeah, we, so the Moons Over My Podcast is recorded at Denny's, which is a, that's a very interesting experience. You guys were talking about uh, that lady kind of grabbing the microphone out of your hand. We've had a number of drunk people at Denny's try to get involved with what's going on because nobody has any idea. And so 
oh, he start shouting at us and stuff like that. Uh, it does make for some interesting edits. Well, oh, yeah. But, no, I mean, I just I think that, that, that the device you're talking about just sounds really cool because that's the only downside. We've got a huge soundboard, and Johnny can show it to you uh, on the camera. But, like, it's great, but, like, we have to have a dedicated power source. So, like, we're kind of, like, stuck. But at least with yeah. the Zoom you're talking about, it makes you more mobile. And I think it'd be really great, like, if you're going to a con and you're interviewing the con guests, especially, like, when it comes to the higher-up celebrities, like, they're not going to wa want to walk over to your table and do it. They're probably going to want to do it in a back room or, like, a green room or, or something. At their, or at their or table. Or at their table. So it makes it a lot yeah. easier just to, like, slap it on their table, hand them a mic, have you have a mic. So that might be something that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce needs to put on its Christmas list. Right. We might think about that. Yeah. So it's good advice. Yeah. So thank you for talking about it. Yeah, and I think it runs about $400 um, for the one that I have. They actually have uh, lower tier versions of it that have less XLR ports on it. Right. Uh, and I think they're like $200 or something like that. The only downside is that if you're doing any kind of a setup that requires speakers, so um, like we do for our uh, movie screenings, we have speakers set up so the whole auditorium can hear us. We have to run the full mixer setup. Uh, there with a the power source and everything because the zoom doesn't connect to the speakers in that way yeah because like our big soundboard like i said i'll have johnny actually johnny you can do it right now you can show it to him like we've got a really huge soundboard which is awesome i mean we love this thing it's our baby but like it's got a oh, lot yeah. of like audio outs uh which is nice it does like 32 tracks you can yeah. jump down or whatever uh but it's like one step away from like it's heavy too it's like one step away from like a radio board I mean, yeah it's huge. like literally you could have an at-home studio with it and like make record like music recordings and things like that because all the different you know audio outs and audio ends yeah but what it's, I it's really actually kind of for, uh pro because you're talking about the zoom pro tip for you know and audacity we'll talk about in a second uh i wouldn't suggest people starting off if they're going to podcast start off with something that big i mean that's a, it's overwhelming it's you know I think what's great about the Zoom is that uh, Zoom, excuse me, I keep saying Zoom. Zoom is that that crappy iPod, right? That Microsoft. Hey, hey <laughs> Peter Quill loves his Zoom. He's leaving it alone. So it's what all the kids are using these days. Yeah, it's what all the kids are using these <laughs> exactly. days. <the> Zoom. <laughs> but it's so funny, my God. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, because uh, you're talking about Audacity, man. What a cool free program you can edit audio with. Like for anyone could use and download. It's it's. A really great intuitive, you know, it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles, but you can get technical with it if you want. But it's really easy to use, free free software. Yeah, and for just recording a conversation, which is essentially what a podcast is, Audacity works brilliantly. And for somebody who's just starting out in podcasting, I wouldn't even necessarily recommend a Zoom. A Zoom, now I'm saying Zoom. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a Zoom, it's uh, what I started with was like a Samsung, like, USB microphone. And we would plug it into the room and everyone would just kind of sit around the microphone and talk. And I mean, you can hear the difference. There's a bit of an echo from the old, our very first episodes, but a lot of that I was able to clean up in Audacity and it didn't really sound all that bad. And if it's one of those, like you said, with the statistics, uh, they, if someone's going to drop after doing just 15 episodes, you probably don't want too much of an overhead getting into it. So I would recommend something like that for just starting out. That's great. And uh, you know, Deuce and I, we when we started out, we had to have like a small little, like it was a it was a thing that I was already using for like music. I I put like a soundboard, but it was a way smaller. Than it was like that. it was like yeah. maybe it only did like maybe six or inputs or something. It was very tiny, and uh, it still works, but it's kind of it kind of got weird it's after janky. One, yeah, and, uh, you have to like hit the record button, like push it down really hard, and it yeah, just kind of got weird. Yeah, it got really weird, and and at that point we were we were at a good place where like I knew this thing was gonna go for a while yeah it was after so, how long did it take before we got the like 20 episodes maybe like yeah. we've been doing it for a minute and then i had a little windfall right. and i was like look let's front end load this thing and then right then we kind of went the opposite way because like we got a high def video camera we got this huge soundboard we right. got lighting equipment we got banners oh, yeah. and t-shirts and koozies and like yeah. because at the beginning of the podcast we're like we're gonna do everything yep. we're gonna podcast we're gonna twitch stream we're gonna do a tumblr we're yep. gonna like with like <laughs> pinterest that, yeah we have pinterest, pinterest somewhere yeah. i don't like, know <laughs> we thought we were gonna like be this mogul empire yeah. and then once you we got further down the road i'd say about around episode 50 we're like 
man, fuck this. Let's just do what we're really good at, which is the podcast. Our bread and butter has always been the podcast. podcast and so. that's where we get the listeners, and that's where we get the likes and the followers and, like, the people sharing us and stuff. That's so. where 90% of our listeners come from yeah. is, is just from the podcast and from, like, like we said earlier, Facebook or Twitter or something like that. Nothing crazy. Because we felt like – I don't know about you, your experience uh, – uh, with I don't, if you guys try to expand it, or you guys are mainly doing your you know movie reviews and your you know uh, Denny's and all that, you guys are mainly sticking to like the podcast audio stuff, or do you guys want to do other things? We've done. I mean, we have a YouTube channel, um, and we we've done video of some of the podcasts. Uh, more recently, we started live streaming the live show on Twitch as well, and so that gets uploaded to YouTube. But we don't have like a big YouTube presence um, or a, yeah. or a big or Same a big here. Twitch presence. So it's stuff that I, I keep my foot in the door so that in case something happens and, you know, I, I guess the more stuff you have out there, the better, uh, provided that it's quality stuff. I would right. never want to put something out there that's garbage just for the sake of putting something out there, though. Yeah. That's a good pro tip, too. No, it's a super good pro tip. And the good thing is, like, we were smart. Like, we got Happy Hour Podcast for, like, our YouTube channel, and we got Happy Hour Podcast we, for our Twitch stream, and we're like, we're going to sit on it because that name is awesome, and we want to keep it right, even if be, we don't use because, it Because, let's be honest, we're not the only podcast that's called Happy Hour Podcast, but we're the only ones that have these. I mean, we're the first ones to bite at the actual link, so it yeah. was kind of a cool little, like, no one else has thought of it this. It was like a oops thing, like because I I knew I thought Johnny was gonna come back and be like, look, dude, we're gonna have to be like happy hour podcast with Johnny, like some this like super long, super long thing. And he's like, no, <laughs> happy hour podcast is open, like on everything. Twitter, I was like, that's like, so weird. Like, like we thought that get, we'd it, take get it. it now, take it. So take regardless, it, take it. Yeah. we it was it's easy to say, and that was our main goal was like, hey, happy hour podcast, boom, you know. And if someone else is called Happy Hour Podcast, it's fine. We're called the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Trademark uh, in progress. Uh, so it's 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 <laughs> one of those things where we're not really we're 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 the whole podcast. But the yeah. fact that so if someone wants to buy Happy Hour Podcast off of us, whatever, we'll do that. But like it's it's <laughs> allegedly we, we allegedly gotta take, we got to talk to the legal department. Yeah, before we allegedly, do all that, allegedly, but, yeah. uh, our lawyers <laughs> say that. But yeah, so it's like it's one of those things where it's like you know you just do your thing and you have fun and like. I don't know. I want to ask you this real question, real quick. Do you got how long have you guys been podcasting for? So we celebrated our four year anniversary uh, in March. No, May, May of this year. Um, and yeah, so four years now. Congratulations! And we're gonna thank you. We're gonna talk more about that four year story after we talk. Some, yeah, talk to some of our sponsors yep. and pay some of these bills. Yep, we'll be right back with Happy yep. Hour, Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Join the adventure with the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Founded in 2000, the guild starts its 18th year of supporting and promoting the role-playing game hobby in September with a big anniversary party and some lightly structured games. The guild hosts too many convention-style game nights every month on the second and fourth Fridays where you can find up to four scheduled and prepared games, plus up to three open tables, all ready for a packed four hours of hobby-centered fun and fellowship. Among the regularly scheduled games on the LRPG's rotating calendar are three exclusive in-house ongoing campaigns, one exclusive in-house mini-campaign anthology series, and a few periodic episodes of members' personal home campaigns. The majority of those games are RPGs, but miniature war games hit the guild tables as well, along with the occasional board game. Some events also feature instructional clinics and roundtable discussions on a variety of game rules, techniques, and theories, so all participants can share their experience and learn more about the hobby from each other. The guild also has planned gaming-free social outings on those random fifth Fridays that pop up some month. And of course, members of the LRPG take part in area conventions as players and game masters, as well as coordinate some activities with other gaming clubs. For more information on the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, visit the website at lakeland-rpg.com or check out the social media at facebook.com slash Lakeland Role-Playing Guild and on Twitter at Lakeland RPG plus hashtag Dice on the Road. Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. They play games! This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Come check out the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Free Play Florida. So far, we've got confirmed guests 
Billy Mitchell, Walter Day, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost on Cartoon Network, Keith Apicary, Classic Gaming Wiz, and self-proclaimed Sega CEO, Scott Adams, legendary creator of text-based adventures, and our good friend, Brian Colon, creator of Rampage and Arch Rivals. There will also be over 200 games at this event, including three 10-foot arcade cabinets featuring classic games like Star Wars. There will also be a console museum. Go get tickets at wp.freeplayflorida.com. Friday's going to be 25 bucks. Saturday is 30 Sunday is 25 bucks. Kids are, of course, $5. You can get the whole weekend, Johnny, for 60 And also, there's going to be an awesome Saturday night party, which is $15, but it's going to be from 11.30 to 3 a.m. Full arcade, music, plus live performances, and it's all at the newly renovated Double, Double Tree Sea SeaWorld. World. So you definitely want to go check it out, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny. And I'm Deuce. Deuce. Uh, of course, we have Michael with the Jack of All Nerds podcast. And so, like, we were talking before the break about you guys have been doing this for four years. Now, my question to you is, do you do you guys take breaks at all? Like, do you go through, like, a like a holiday season where you're like, hey, we're not going to tape for a little bit? We do not. Uh, we pretty much podcast every week of every month of every year <laughs> thus far I, it's been rare where we've had to take uh, a weekend off just because obviously if my engineer and my co-host aren't available and i can't find a backup uh, i'm not gonna do a show by myself because that's just sad and lonely but um it's it's rare that that happens so well because uh, what well i guess technically we don't take like the audience doesn't really know that we're taking time off but what we end up doing is we actually behind the closed doors, uh, behind the curtain. Pull back the curtain, as we like to exactly. say. Exactly. Uh, we tape only once a week, uh, but we drop two episodes. So we at least tape twice in one day on Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, or Wednesdays. Uh, and uh, so what we'll do is we'll tape, you know, especially if a current event or something happens during that week, then obviously yeah. we'll throw it out on Friday. But if it's not essential, you know, news-related-wise, we'll, we'll drop, drop it, on, it the next week. Drop it on the next week. So... We'll take. We'll actually like go through and do events and conventions or whatever, and we'll have a bunch of interviews. So we're like, wait, we can break this down into an episode. So what we'll do is we'll try to take stuff from a convention and do like, all right, this is going to be our, for example, Sci-Fi Barto is our one of the conventions we do. Yeah, we'll have like six episodes that come out of that, which is cool for us because we're like, hey, we can actually take a break. We don't have to record for a month, but we have content continuously streaming out, so we right. don't lose the. We're not dropping, you know, weeks without content. We're always dropping content. But yeah, it's you know, mm. and then sometimes on those, as we call them, off weeks, we'll actually tape episodes to put in the can. Like our big thing right now is we're doing this retro games uh, series. Yeah, it's like a retro game uh, pers- uh, retrospective of video games. Yeah, and so basically what we did is we found this really cool Wikipedia page where basically it gives you every year and it tells you that year what video games came out, what systems came out, what games came out in the arcades. And then we just talk about, like, we take one year and we make that, like, a whole episode. And then we just sit those in the can because, you know, I'm single, but I'm not immune to getting sick. And Johnny, God bless him, is married with two kids. And them kids are germ factories. So, like, every once in a while you'll hit a bump in the road and we're like, shit, you know, we can't take this week because, you know, your house has been quarantined because you've got the (laughs) Ebola virus or, like, the new (laughs) T-virus your kids have cooked up from from you know yeah. preschool so it's like okay well we got to take that week off well let's dump a couple of these out there so like we always have a safety net which is good but i mean it, it and i think you can agree with us on this man it is a grind brother like it is a grind doing it every week and you've got to take it seriously because it's a job yeah no there and there are times where it does start to feel like a job like i was always a movie buff and when we started doing these movie reviews it's we don't do them necessarily like each week we just kind of pick a big release and then we're like we're going to review that but that being said all the movies that we would normally just go and watch 
and you know gorge on popcorn and enjoy watching, we now have to do a review of that right after we watch the movie so that it's fresh in our heads. And so it does start to feel a bit like a job, like watching movies is now our job and it's, you know, but we still love it. And that's the only thing that keeps us going, you know? Yeah. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit because there's one thing I really wanted to talk to you about. I love that you do a show at a comic book store. We have had comic book stores on in the past as sponsors. And if anybody out there is looking to come on, as a sponsor, as a comic book store, we'd love to talk to you, and you can hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and send us your info, and we can talk to you because we're looking for one as a sponsor. Because one of the things I've wanted to do is, like, comic books, I feel like right now are kind of like in a new renaissance. Like, the books that are coming out right now are really, really good, and I'd love to be able to, like, maybe once every week or once every two weeks say, like, hey, these are the new releases, these are the books that are coming out, and, like, talk about them. But because we don't have a sponsor on board now, we, we're not able to do that. So tell me, like, how is that having them as a sponsor and being able to review all these new books? Is there any books you're really digging right now? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, so the the comic book store it was just my local comic book store. And when we, uh, when we started the podcast, we weren't even considering uh, sponsors. Like, that wasn't a thing that was on our mind. Uh, in fact... To, to feel more like we were a real podcast, uh, which is a weird statement to make, but we made, uh, we made uh, fake commercials that we would play. And they were all very, you know, they were meant to be humorous uh, and things like that. Just silly, silly commercials like Trey Secchi's beer that was about the, the least interesting man in the world, those kinds of things. And so we, like I said, so we never, never really something that we thought about. But when we got approached by Chaotic to do a show, they were like, we love your show. We'd love to have you on the network. But here's the thing. It costs uh, $400 for you to be on our network. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, and they're like, well, you can get sponsors to cover it. And I was like, well, I would have to because I can't afford that. And uh, so I started hitting up you know, various uh, people that I knew and things like that. And uh, courting the comic book shop took quite a bit of time. And, Amen to that, brother. Amen. Uh, you uh, preach. Preach, brother. Uh, preach. <laughs> And it was actually, there was another show, another nerd-related show on Chaotic that was starting about the same time as us, and they were also trying to court the comic book shop, and uh, although they, they're not nearly as dedicated as I am, and uh, I put in the work. Uh, when yeah. the shop moved, they actually switched stores, switched store locations. I went and helped them move and all this kind of stuff, and inadvertently became really good friends with the owner. And that's how the podcast developed. Uh, the, he had a, a comic book artist that he knew really well. And so the idea was that me and this artist would sit and have a, a weekly show where we would talk about whatever is current in comics and stuff like that. And that somehow fell apart and it ended up being me and the comic book store owner <laughs> getting together every other week and talking comic book related stuff. And that's that's where it is currently. Um, but it's it's led it's led to a lot of cool things like you guys mentioned doing free comic book day we also yeah. work free comic book day events we do all the movie screenings and um it, yeah it's it's a great experience and i've completely forgotten what your question was well no no no. and i'll, <laughs> I, I'll add to that and i'll get to the question but see that's the thing like because trust me brother i've been there in the trenches with you like courting these shops and they're kind of like, I don't know. I don't know about this podcast thing, you know, this and that. What's a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that. But, uh, like, it, my whole thing with them was, like, the same thing you're saying. I'm like, look, you know, if you guys want to come on as sponsors, you know, once a month, we could do the show at your shop and, like, have you on air. Because, I mean, what is a better advertisement than you actually getting a whole hour to talk about what comics are coming out to kind of promote books that you're selling and also promote your store. I mean, it's a no-brainer, and not to mention that, you're still getting you know commercials in each episode that you're not on. So to me, as a businessman, I'm like, this is a, a no-brainer of, uh, of an idea, uh, and you would be surprised how hard a sell it is to be like, look... I want free comic books so I can read them and review them and tell people how awesome they are and we'll come to your store and you can tell them how awesome they are and how they should buy them, which makes you money. And you're giving me free comics, which costs you not that much money. Let's all be winners. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no. And I'm like, what? Like, it, it, it just boggles my mind when I talk to some of these people just because of the fact that you're like, 
dude, this is like pretty much a no-brainer here. Like you're writing off ninety percent of what right. You're they're not. Us. The thing is, like, especially if you're doing it in that ca- in that case, because you're not actually taking cash value in our scenario. So it's like, how much out? How much are is the owner out of money by just giving out a couple of comic books, you know, each week or or a few a month? They're not out much money. So it's kind of like one of those mm. things where, like, is it worth it to them? Is it and vice versa? And so. Deuce was pretty much saying earlier, it's like, what, what, you, what's been tickling, you know, tickling? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's been tickling your I, funny bone, or what has been you've been digging yeah. comic book wise? Um. Well, I so recently I've started reading the. Um, they've made Clue into a comic book, and Clue is, I mean, aside from being a you know a classic board game, it's my favorite movie of all time, and this comic book is very silly and kind of like the style of the movie. So I've been reading that. Um, I've been reading the new Star Wars series since it went back into the hands of Marvel, which is it's really good. Um, beyond that, a lot of the titles that I were I was was reading have all been canceled because that's what Marvel does now. They uh, <laughs> they run a they run a series for like 16 issues or 12 issues, and if no one's reading it, they cancel it. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense on their end, but it, it for someone who's enjoying the book. And then suddenly it's just gone into the ether. You're like, no. Well, I, so. to add to that, I wanted to say that I agree with you 110%. Like, Marvel lately, in, in my humble opinion, is not letting books build an audience. Like, they're like, okay, we'll do 12 issues, and if it's not selling, we'll cancel it. But, like, some books need a little while to get the story going to grow legs. And, like, back in the day when I was reading hardcore comics, like, in the 90s and 2000s, and even in the late 80s when I was a kid... Like, Marvel would let a book, like, die on the vine. Like, they would let that book run forever before they finally canceled it because they're like, well, let's let's give the writer some time. Let's give the artist some time. Let's let them build a fan base. But now it's like, if it ain't turning a profit, like, in a, in a year, they're like, yep, done. And it, it could be a great book because, like, a lot of the great books, like a couple of Luke Cage books that I really liked got canceled. And now they've got the new Defenders book, which is kind of weird because it's like, you just made a book to basically copy the Netflix shows that like yeah. <laughs> none of these guys ever really did a whole bunch of shit together except for like Luke Cage and Iron Fist and you know and you know now his wife Jessica Jones and like Daredevil's hanging out with him and I'm like none of this They're makes any sense. They're trying to capitalize off the yeah. Netflix stuff. Yeah, but no, that's a lot the of same that, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. that stuff cracks me up when you have a when you have a comic book that's based off a TV show that is based off a comic book. Like, what is happening there? Yeah. What? It's like it's like Inception almost levels of crazy because it's like you know you've got the comic and then it's turned into show and then they turn the that show into a comic instead of keeping it what it was to begin so with. So it's like Tim Burton doing Inception. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lower yeah. quality all around. So well, I don't know if I love Tim Burton. I like but, oh, yeah. okay. Not that we're getting off the Tim Burton thing, but I I'd say. Pre two thousand three, Tim Burton, I really loved. Like his last, in my personal, I M H O, as Deuce likes to say, yeah. in my humble opinion, I think Tim Burton, Big Fish, was his last great film. Personally, I've never been, I've never been a big Sweeney Todd fan. I heard that was great. Never seen it. Uh, I might check it out. But I think pre Big Big Fish and Back, he's he's great. He does great stuff. Yeah. But I feel like he's just been kind of. In the last decade, he's just been kind of doing remakes and you know reimaginings, and it's just f- kind of falls flat to me personally. Uh, yeah. So, but I, that's kind of the whole thing. Of Kevin Smith did a Q and A on this on one of his DVD specials, and he's all like, "Yeah, Tim Burton's just weird for the sake of being weird." Now, you know, it's not before he was kind of <laughs> a visionary. You know, he was a visionary before. Well, I think him and Tim might have a little beef because, like, I found this documentary that I'm just in love with now, and it's called. Uh, the the life and death of Superman lives. Yep, and it's about when Tim Burton was gonna do uh basically a Superman movie with Nicolas Cage as Superman, and like the first guy that got to take a crack uh crack at the script was Kevin Smith. Right, and like as soon as Tim Burton got on the project, like he kind of got pushed out. So I I think there might be a little underlying beef there maybe True. like i mean i don't know but just taking it from what i've seen in that documentary and some of the things he said i'm like i wonder if he's still a little bitter like he or, could be know. i i think i personally it's i i, I don't know i, mean, what I you don't guys disagree think. with his opinion but right. i'm just saying like you got to take it with a grain of salt too if that makes I just, any sense in the last 15 years i don't really think of tim when i think of tim burton i think of the classics I, you know i think yeah. of you know uh 
Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the original Batman and Batman Returns, Beetlejuice, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Like when I think of Tim Burton's, yeah, that's those are the movies that I think of because those were great. But I don't think I don't think of Charlie the Chocolate Factory. I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, or that or the one uh, Miss Pellegrini's. Is that a Tim Burton thing? I, thought I don't it, even know what it is. Exactly. It might not yeah, be. That's, was it? that's Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah okay. like I saw that in the theater, and I was like, eh. Like, so it wasn't th- th- bad, That's my whole but, point yeah. is, like, I'm not trying to shit on Tim Burton, but I'm yeah. just saying it's like Christopher Nolan has You're a way. You're just pooping in his general direction. You're <laughs> yeah. not trying to shit on him. You're just trying to shit in his vicinity. What's uh, What's funny is you mentioned that uh, Superman lives, yeah. and uh, there was a producer on that film that wanted to have Superman fight a giant robotic spider. Yeah, and that was some- like the original producer, and then that's the greatest Kevin Smith story I think of the whole thing. Yeah, that 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 producer, like every movie he since that, and he wanted to put that spider in, and finally, Wild Wild West came along, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get it in there." I'm gonna get my like, big fucking what? spider. <laughs> yeah, it's like the dumbest part of that movie. Why? Like uh. that dude had such a boner for that, and that's funny because <laughs> that producer, like one of the big things that they had built is like. He had this skull that was supposed to be like Cro-Magnon Man. It was supposed to be like the evolutionary step between like monkeys and humans. And he was like, I want you to make a skull ship for Brainiac, but it has to be based off this picture off this cover of National Geographic. Well, they made it. Well, like the day before everybody got fired, like his assistant went down to the studio. It was like, hey, we need that model for like a presentation tomorrow. And they're like, okay. So he took it with him and took it back to the producer's house. Well, the next day they all get fired. So, like, the whole reason he took it home was because now it's in his living room and it's part of his private collection. And he's got it in this glass box because they show it in the documentary. And I'm like, that motherfucker. Like, that guy knew that shit was going to go down. And he's like, damn it, I love that fucking skull ship because it was my idea and I had to do it. And, like, yeah, because, like, it was hilarious. Like, Kevin Smith was saying, like, now this is – they talked in the movie they talked to the producer that we're speaking of and they talked to Kevin and if and allegedly uh, I, if I remember correctly uh Kevin said the three rules were no flying because he said he thought it looked stupid uh he said he didn't want him in the suit and I'm not going to repeat what Kevin Smith said he said because it's very <laughs> anti uh it's kind of homophobic right uh and then the other thing was he said he didn't want him punching stuff Right. He's like, I don't want him running around like just punching everything. And then later, there's a scene that the guy put in the movie that he wanted where like LexCorp has this truck and it's got something in it and Superman's got to go get it. And then filing out of the truck is a bunch of ninjas to fight Superman. Like, what the hell are ninjas going to do to Superman? And then he goes punch crazy. And Kevin's like... What the hell, bro? Like, you told me you didn't want him, like, punching people, and now you've got this, like, 10-minute-long matrix S fight with ninjas and Superman. Like, Superman would, like, break their necks. Like, he could just be punching regular you, all people. You need, all, he, all he would need to do is just blow, yeah. and they would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Done. You and, know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, I, I really think the problem with that movie was... Well, there was a couple of problems, but one of them was, like, the people that were writing it knew dick about Superman. And, like, Kevin at least knew something about Superman, and then they finally went and got some writers for DC to help out. But, like, man, that documentary is riveting if you guys get a chance. It's been showing, like, crazy on Showtime lately. Like, I don't know if Showtime bought it and maybe paid too much for it, so now they've got it on a loop. So, like... Because I swear to God, every time it's, like, late at night and I'm trying to go to sleep, that some bitch is on. So I just throw it on and, like, pass out. But, like, it is <laughs> on a damn loop on H- or Showtime. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of comic book movies, uh, what's your history with comic book movies? Uh, do you have an affinity towards Marvel ones? Do you like different, you know, different types of comic book movies? Or you, you have a certain, like, genre that you like? Or, like, how, what's I, your history? Currently, currently, I would say Marvel is my favorite. They... Uh, you know, they they put a plan in motion and they've stuck to that plan and they've executed most of their films very well. Uh, DC, on the other hand, saw that Marvel had a plan and <laughs> tried to very quickly catch up and they've done it all wrong. And I think the first good film that they released recently was Wonder Woman. Agreed. And I, yep. I really hope that they, if they continue that, which they probably won't because Zack Snyder also directed Justice League, so I'm not—I don't have high hopes for that. Um, but I don't want to hate it. 
Like we on our show, we talk about these movies a lot and there's a lot of anger in our words. Uh, but we never go into these movies wanting them to fail. We want them to succeed. It's just when we know certain people are at the helm, we just expect them to fail because they have in the past. And so that's like I, going into Justice League, I'm like, Ugh, Well, the only the saving grace we've Josh got Whedon, on right? that is Josh Whedon. And, yeah. and I want to say our apologies to, to Zack Snyder because – it's terrible the reason he had to step away from the movie. Like, oh, that yeah. is horrendous, and I feel really, really bad for him. But, you know, now that Josh Whedon came in, did rewrites, did the filming, because in my opinion, the only good Avengers movie is the first one. Right. Like, right. Age of Ultron was a shit show, and I don't think that had anything to do with Josh. I think it had to do with Mar too execs. many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly. Like, too many corporate people had their fingers in the pie and was like, no, we need this, we need this. And Josh was like, bro, like, I did amazing the first time. How about you back the fuck up and let me do my job? And then, well, I, I think what the problem was is like, you know, Josh Sweden and essentially he's always had a small crew with him. I mean, he's d he's done Firefly and uh, Buffy and Dollhouse and like all these, sh you know, he's done his own little thing, kind of in his own wheelhouse, if you, if you will. And with Avengers, it was the first time he had a huge budget, and he still kind of kept it true to himself because one of the hardest things, because I, I had I, I love Josh Sweden, Deuce and I both have. And I was even hesitant about Avengers because, like, man, you got all these egos you got to contain, you know. And I, he nailed it. He did a great job. Everyone had a great time to shine on film. Good character interaction. Maybe the fight scenes got a little bit long, but it might not really be Joss, Joss's point on that. Yeah. But I do feel like they were like, wow, this movie made so much money. Third grossest movie, domestic movie of all time, whatever. They're like, wow, we can make even more money with the next one. And I think that's when they stepped in, what Deuce is saying. We don't know the whole story. I'd yeah. like to watch behind the like scenes Like I said, of it. allegedly, because, yeah. you know, you don't know what happened. But I, I remember after Age of Ultron, that's when Josh was like, I'm out. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm out of doing these big budget pictures. I'm out of working for Mar Like, I'm out. And they had him on, if I remember correctly, allegedly, they had him on, like, to help in the writer's room. They did, and, yeah. and they would go back and, like, ask him questions or, like, throw things at him and he'd give his ideas but he's like as far as directing like i'm done so when dc got him i thought that was a big coup because i was like he was said he was kind of done with this shit and to get him back in the game it, it's it's kind of like that old uh once i got out and they pulled me back in yep. you know so <laughs> yeah. you know i was like well that's great because i was like hopefully he does a good job and they'll give him something else DC wise to work with because I think he'd do a good job. Now me and you's opinion differed. I really like Suicide Squad. I know you just I was indifferent. Thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I was like if I were to give it, I'd give it like a five or six out of ten. I thought it was okay. Uh, and uh, and obviously everyone has different opinions on that. But yeah, everybody. What do you think of Suicide things. Squad? So when I first saw Suicide Squad, I left the theater with the. Uh, Oh, well, it wasn't as bad as Batman v Superman, so it was pretty it was I felt entertained. But then upon a rewatch and talking it out, uh it's it's a pretty awful movie. It, like it's it just plot plot-wise. If you take all the comic book out of it, cuz that's where a lot of people lose their shit over um like the original Man of Steel. I did not care for that as a movie. But one of the things that all the fanboys lost it over was Superman breaking Zod's neck. And they're like, he wouldn't do that. Well, clearly you never saw Superman 2 because he murdered three Kryptonians in that movie and nobody had a problem with it. So, <laughs> but like I didn't have any issues with that. I just didn't care for it as a film. Suicide Squad, the kind of weird lack of a villain, you know, Enchantress being the villain didn't, didn't really do anything for me. There's so many plot holes. Why didn't you just destroy the heart the moment you knew she turned on you? Why do you sleep next to it? Why do you have the statue of her brother in your office? Why did the archaeologist break the statue to release the demon as soon as she found it? Like, there's so many dumb things that were just in the script. I think a lot of the performers uh, did great with what they were given. I, agree. I, I have never yeah. seen I've never seen Will Smith uh, play Will Smith so good uh, in, in a very long time. So it was good to see him yeah, back. Back to form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and uh, like I loved it, but I'll be the first one to admit, like none of the things you just said were wrong. And my biggest, it, my only complaint on the movie was that should have been part two. Like the first movie should have been getting the team together to where mm -hmm. like you actually care about Enchantress and you like her as a character. And then in the second movie, 
you have her turn on everybody because then it's like, oh, shit. It's kind of like the Judas contract right. that they had, the great Teen Titans story, yep. where, like, you love this one character, she's one of the Teen Titans, and then you find out she's working with Deathstroke, and she turns on everybody, and you're like, oh, fuck that motherfucker. But, right. like, you didn't have that, that fuck you moment in the movie, like, that you need with the villain. Yeah. Like, oh, you well, turned on him. And all these villains, they were together for an afternoon, and we're supposed to expect that they've become... Like the Fast and the Furious were family at the end of it. Like I get get out of here with that. It didn't it didn't make any sense. I agree with you. If they would have spent an entire film kind of establishing them growing together as a team and then done something like that in a follow up, uh, I think it would have been much better. And if they would have nixed the Joker entirely, um, I took personal offense to that because I love the Joker, especially Mark Hamill's Joker. I actually do a Joker voice that's very reminiscent of that. And uh, in fact, going back to I, I was going to bring this up earlier when you were talking about trying to court the comic book stores. Um, one of the things I did early on to try to sweeten the deal is that I, I created an ad for the comic book store before they were a sponsor before anything. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to do this ad for you, mainly because I like talking like the Joker and it's comic book related. And I'm going to throw it on our show and I'm going to talk about your show for free. And if you like what you hear and you're interested, then maybe we can go from there. And that kind of is what started us going in the right direction. Um, so I don't know if you're when you're working with the comic shops, you want to try something like that, maybe. Yeah, that That's might not be a bad thing. I, I've got a question. Uh, are, are you able to kind of stay in your Joker voice for longer than like a minute? Like, is it a pretty decent impression? Because I'd love to uh, ask the Joker some questions if that's possible. Yeah, I can, I can generally maintain it uh, for a while if I have a... I could get a sip of water before we started, and on it, I could definitely. Do that. Of course, we have uh, the Joker here. Yeah, so. allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> so we don't get yeah. our ball suit yeah. off. Yeah. We have allegedly our friend for the uh, Jack of All Nerds podcast on yep. with us, who does your Joker is amazing. Yes, but it I great. wanted to try and ask you a couple questions in the voice of the Joker because we know you're doing it, and you know it's just we're having funsies here allegedly. So you know yeah. to cover our asses for yeah. the legal department. None of us own the Joker. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, but no, I want to ask you first, uh, Joker. What did you feel about uh, Jared Leto and his Joker performance? Well, listen, lads. I always said that if someone was going to play me in a movie, I wanted it to be Marilyn Manson, and I think that Jared Leto struck that out of the park. <laughs> yeah. True. That I, is I very, very true. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. But Joker, actually, as a kid, I wasn't able to watch Batman the Animated Series because I wasn't able to watch uh, cartoons after school. So I actually just this past weekend watched uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm because everybody said that is the best Batman movie, period, end of sentence, uh, done. And I have to say, I think I 110% agree with it. And your character is what made the movie. Well, my character's what makes the entire series, really. Have you watched any episode without me in it? Snore. <laughs> That's, I agree with that. I, I, I think uh, Mr. Jo Mr. Joker, if I will. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you really add like th there's tension there, right? And I think that's one of the most important things. And uh, ironically enough, celebrating 25th anniversary of Batman the animated series, uh, and it's been on for 25 years. Uh, been on 25 years ago, and it's still strong, and the legacy is still there. Yeah. And of course. Uh, you Which, know, why haven't we gotten a Blu-ray release of that yet? We should have already yeah. by now. You yeah. Know? I mean, I don't know. But, uh, so, what, it, Mr. Joker, what is your... That's Mr. Mr. Joker to you. Mr. Mr. Joker. What is, uh, what's your favorite thing about Harley? Oh, where to start? Um, I, I'm gonna go with that, um, you know, the victim aspect of Harley, really. Makes it so easy to just smack her around. <laughs> In so many ways, I guess. <laughs> what did you think of Margaret Robbie's version of Harley Quinn compared to your animated counterpart? I, I didn't care for that female independence, fellas. Gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit too much for you. <laughs> Who does she think she is, Wonder Woman? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's true. 
The opinions of the Joker do not reflect DC Comics in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> or the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce yes, podcast. Exactly. Or the Jack of All Nerds podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Just so all of our legal departments don't like completely shit the bed when they listen exactly. to this. Because <laughs> I know they're already sweating bullets. <laughs> okay, one last question for you, Mr. Jo- Mr. Mr. Joker. Sir Joker. Sir Joker. Sir Mr. Mr. Joker. Uh, <laughs> if you had anything, if you could ask uh, Heath Ledger one question, what would it be? Heath Ledger, one question. What would it be? Hmm, I'd probably ask him how he got those scars. Ah, uh, nice. Touche, sir. Touche. I like that. So, of course, we've been having a great time here with the Happy Hour Johnny News. We have, we have. Our awesome friend, uh, Michael, from the Jack of All Nerds podcast. Uh, how do people find you on the internet, sir? Uh, they can find us at jackofallnerdsshow.com, uh, on what Twitter and Instagram, at jackofallnerds. Uh, Facebook forward slash Jack of all nerds. I mean, if you go to our website, all our social media is there. It's linked into one. Um, we also do have a Patreon. Uh, if you are a patron, we do have bonus content. We do movie commentaries and, uh, I release chapters of my, uh, my novel as an audio book as bonus content for people. So there, there's all, all kinds of good stuff there for you as well. Awesome. Well, you've been a blast to talk to. You've been very easy to talk to, which is not something you can teach somebody. I mean, some people yeah. have it, some people don't, and you're very easy to talk to. So <laughs> we, and I want to give a big shout-out to Linda Zimmerman yes. for setting this up. Linda's amazing. Yes. She is such an amazing agent, an amazing person, uh, and she's been doing so good uh, setting these interviews up for us and just wanted to give her some love and some Yeah, props. she's awesome. Yeah. She's really great to talk to, easy yeah. to talk to as well, uh, good good at uh, responding with the emails and whatnot. So big shout-out to Linda. She's She's fantastic. She's the best. And uh, anything else you want to talk to uh, our listening audience? Anything you want to tell them? Um, I stay in school. Uh, <laughs> knowing is half the battle. Uh, no, I, I <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. Yeah, eat your vitamins. <laughs> eat your yeah. drink your vitamins. Say your prayers. Say your prayers. Take your, take your vitamins. Only yeah. you can prevent forest fires. That's true. Uh, you know all that kind of after-school special stuff, just to wash the taste of the Joker out of your mouths. We'll just do all that kind of <laughs> after-school special. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Of course, mm-hmm. follow the Jack of All Nerds podcast. You can click the links in the description. Go give them some love. Tell them the happy hour Johnny Deuce sent you. And uh, people can find us on the internet uh, on Twitter at HH Podcast Show, Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show, SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. Give us a like, review us, tell us what you think. We listen to everything, we, we respond, respond to everything, quickly. the tweets, to whatever you, any sort of social media, we will respond to it, yeah. interact with you, because we wouldn't be doing it without you guys. So. Nope. And also, guys, you can hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Don't yes. forget to send us your questions for Buck, the Mega Buck, because we're going back to Retro Game Treasure Compound here soon, and we want to bring a full bag of mail for him when we go. So, like I said, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Ask the buck in the subject line. And, of course, on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy, Happy Hour Podcast. Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast, Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. See ya.